0: Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Feckin Metal, I am your host Fergal Trainer. Now, I was in the middle of putting together a very different episode of Feckin Metal, but as the news broke today about Judas Priest and the decisions that they've made about how they're going to proceed in the future with a four-piece band, even though they are clearly a dual guitar band and they've made their name on that, I thought it was best to try and discuss this with various members of the metal community so i sent out feelers i sent out invitations to people to join a zoom call at very short notice and we ended up with this combination of people I am talking to Nesbitt from Talking Maiden and the Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast. I'm talking to Melissa from Metal Chat with Melissa and I'm talking to Jonathan from Maiden A to Z. And we discuss the recent news about Judas Priest. And I'm not going to delay any further. Here we go.
1: There we go. Hi.
2: Hello. <laughs> I don't
0: know if you can yeah. see
1: me. So, yeah, we can. so I'm, taking, I'm taking care of this dog. I mean, I'm taking care of this cat, and they've come to fix the toilet because the toilet is broken. So the guy's going to come back with the part.
2: All <laughs> right. Maybe he he wants to chime in on what's going on.
1: Maybe he maybe he does have something to say.
2: Priest fan? Does he have an opinion on
1: Andy sleep? Well, I so I have an opinion on the whole thing. So when I first heard about it, I whoa, thought. Whoa, whoa. Hold on, sp- holding. <laughs> <it. laughs> oh, <my.
3: There's
0: laughs> Before we start. <laughs> I was joking saying, does he have an opinion on Andy Snead? But before we start, uh, I'm just going to introduce this piece here. So this is very, very ad hoc. Um, I called you all here, and that's Nesbitt, Jonathan, and Melissa, to discuss the recent news about Judas Priest, where they initially said they were going to continue as a four-piece, and then Andy Snead came out and said he was very disappointed about the news. But before we do all that... um, We've got Nesbit here from Talking Maiden and the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. We have Jonathan here from Maiden A to Z, and we have Melissa from Metal Chat with Melissa. So welcome all, and thank you for joining at such short notice. Thank Thanks. you. All right, so Melissa, go on fire away there. Um, <laughs> let let so, me let me let me read out the quotes actually. Firstly, before, right, we, right, before that, we start first. talking. So I I, I got a, a news item. Uh, came into my feed today that Judas Priest are going to continue as a four-piece on their upcoming tour. Um, and the band's guitarist, Andy Sneep, who produced uh, the last album, Fire is going to continue to focus on his production work. Now, the band released a statement and they said, hello, maniacs, we are chomping at the British steel bit to return to world touring, celebrating 50 years of Judas Priest as an even more powerful, relentless four-piece heavy metal band with Glenn coming out on stage with us here and there as before, big thanks to Andy for all you've done and continuing to be in the production team for our new album. See you all soon. Headbangers. Now, before we do anything, Andy Sneap also came out and said something afterwards. Now this seems like it was kind of an amicable thing. Oh, Andy's leaving. He's going to focus, focus on his production work. But Andy Sneap came out and said, um, Rob called me last Monday and said they wanted to move on as a four-piece, which I find incredibly disappointing after this amount of time. But I respect his decision as they obviously have a vision how they want this to play out this always was a temporary situation and like i've said before i'll always help the band in any way i can and that implies to going forward also i've been a huge fan of the band since the early 1980s and it was mind-blowing to play on stage with the guys and quite frankly terrifying in the beginning at such short notice we're moving forward with the new album next month and are looking forward to making a killer follow-up to firepower now sorry go on melissa there
1: so i didn't mean to jump in like that so so when you first heard about, when I first heard the statement, I thought it was Andy who bowed out because this was a temporary thing. He's always said he's more of a behind the scenes guy. I did see them live. He did a great job, but he's not really a performer. He's, mm. a, competent, he's a competent guitarist, but he's not really a performer. So I thought that it was him saying, you know what? I'm I'm going to back out of this now. So I was really surprised when I saw his statement, which was kind of like, no nah, that's not really how it went down
0: yeah so that, that was interesting and that's but i was chatting to you earlier in a group chat and uh you said uh, i'm gonna quote you now uh what did you say um hold on one second uh, sorry excuse me sorry. i'll cut all this shit out don't worry about it yeah uh, I like how they spin it. So I like how they spin it as a positive. Streamlined, in quotation marks, as in, we finally
3: got rid of those bloated guitar harmonies
0: and dual guitar parts.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so November second of 2021, I had tickets to see them in Halifax, which is, you know, not very far from here. It's like an hour flight or whatever. And then that got postponed because Richie Faulkner had his heart issue, whatever that was. And then it's rescheduled for this April, so April 7th of 2022. So this is like a bucket list band that I've never seen. I always wanted to see. And now that I'm going to see them as a four piece, it kind of, uh, it just sucks. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it's such an integral part of their sound is like the, the two guitars. And I don't really care who they get for a second guitar player. But mm. I want to hear those two guitar lines. Like
0: you raise an interesting point, though. They're kind of they're they're marketing it. They're kind of putting the marketing machine out there and the saying we're going to streamline it as a as a four piece. But like that was never Judas Priest. They were always a dual guitar band.
3: And yeah. Had, does anyone right. does anyone yeah. want to see like a streamlined you know uh, Thin Lizzy with one guitar player? Exactly. Like that would be awesome. You
1: know, or um, Iron Maiden. I'm being sarcastic. You, know, you yeah. don't want to see, but but that's that's the whole thing. Is like. Okay, so they're working on this new album, and yes, you can do an album, and you can write it so that it's one guitar, but how do you go out live and do 50 years, right? It's a 50-year celebration. How do you do 50 years of it? Is it going to be backing tracks?
2: That's I have some tec- technical ideas of how they could yeah, do it. Maybe yeah. let's stay on the, on like the phenomena first for a bit. I didn't comment on that. Right. Yeah. Jonathan, yeah. Let's
0: get, let's get your first reaction, Jonathan. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So I heard first of, of the, the priest news and I just kind of stayed with that and it was just now that I figured the, and the sneak side of things, which makes it all the more interesting. I think, mm. you know, it starts smelling a bit like a uh, money type thing. I could guess, you know, like, you think uh, they wouldn't uh,
0: want to throw him the few quid that they were throwing him, Like, He's obviously not like it reminds me of Black Sabbath back in the eighties and nineties, whatever. Um, where the other members were clearly salaried members of the band and they weren't in the band.
2: Oh yeah, no, he's obviously a salary member, but uh, he wasn't offered more shifts, you know, if you will, mm. clearly, because otherwise he wouldn't be pissed, I think. Okay. Uh, I think he seems like he's ready. Maybe they had a discussion, maybe collided with some production work. He wanted more money because he's missing out on big production bucks. He's a pretty big name in metal. So it could be complicated. It could be complicated. It could be complicated.
0: That is a good point because he's producing the likes of Accept. He's obviously producing Judas Priest. He's producing Saxon. So these are big money gigs that presumably um, he would have to either do in his spare time or else he'd have to do, do Judas Priest in his spare time. But he'd have to do something to incorporate all of these different things that he's doing into his schedule. Um,
2: yep. Definitely cancel a rec- recording or, or a few, you know, because out of touring, you can't. Mm. Really, or even mixing, it's hard to do yeah. while on the road. I think he could get a headway on the road, but you know, to really do it well and keep his quality, sure, have to be in the studio. I think so. It could be that.
0: So nesbeth what do you think about that? Do you think it was a money thing, or do you think it was he had to cancel his production jobs or what?
3: I don't know. It's one of those things where, you know, a few weeks from now, some drama will come out and you'll hear all about it. But I have no idea. I just, I'm just disappointed. Like, can they not find someone to fill in? They have to March. I think early March is the first, and they can't find anyone. Well, they to...
1: can find somebody, right?
2: They don't want they to. They don't want to somebody. clearly because they can, for sure. They can. There are hundreds of A-class guitarists ready to do it.
3: So, are they trying to cut Andy Sneap out of the touring, but at the same time not replace him because they don't want to piss him off because they want to work with him still
2: for another guy? You know, it seems like yeah. uh, you know, money could be tight here. So. <laughs> It's, a, it's an odd choice, right? You, ha- you can't make this odd choice without some kind of back reason. It seems right. strange.
1: It, I mean, it seems kind of weird that they wouldn't have the money for another guitarist, right? That seems a little bit strange mm. to me. Yeah. Um, and they could obviously go grab somebody, right? I mean, they, they went and got Tim from a, from a tribute band. They yep. can go get a tribute guitarist.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, easily. easily. People will be lining up. Yeah, no, the, everyone's gonna line up with their gig bags for sure. Ready to yeah. play the songs and play them well. You know, like
3: I think huge they band. could find someone to fill in tomorrow if they wanted and play. Yeah, in
2: every single date, they could find a local guitarist that could do it. Do yeah, it, yeah, with yeah. the well, right I mean, research.
3: Like one of you guys said, this is the was it the fifty years of metal? Melissa said, yeah. yeah. And I mean, how what are you gonna do? Change the set list up to try to pick songs that don't need I don't understand how this is gonna work or it's very strange.
2: I guess you could imagine a conversation where they'd be going like, yeah, okay, we could get a guitarist. And of course they can. Everyone agrees. Yeah, we can. But then for some reason, they're coming to the conclusion that, nah, we shouldn't. What could it be? It could be comfort as well. They don't want to get familiar with another guitarist and they think it sounds good enough. Again, I can get back on how you can make it sound technically, but still on the, you know, on the topic of of, of HR, uh, it's a bit vague.
3: They did mention uh, Glenn Tipton making appearances but he's obviously mm. not going to be well he, I, do they think that that's enough to have him come out and do like an encore or something well it, he's
0: clearly not capable of doing that and they've established that with the the fact that he's only ever appeared for a living after midnight breaking the law and victim of changes and i think maybe one other song as well throughout the entire period of time where he's publicly been diagnosed with having parkinson's disease I, i'm going to give you a troll scenario at you right now so they are going to continue as a four-piece we all know that they're a dual guitar band and there are plenty of aspects of their songs where there's rhythm and lead going on at the same time and and some places where there's dual lead and then a lot of places where there are solos that follow one after the other. Uh, Presumably Richie Faulkner cannot do all of these solos or maybe he can but the other potential thing is that they're going to start using backing tracks. Now from my experience even as far back as the the Live in Japan DVD back in 2005, Rob Halford was already using backing tracks for songs like Touch of Evil. And if you want to go and verify that, go and look it up uh, on YouTube because you can clearly see that there are parts of the song Touch of Evil where he is not singing the high parts and there is a backing track playing those parts. But I don't think we need any more backing tracks in Judas Priest. So I'm going to say to you, Jonathan, how do you feel about them using backing tracks to replace the guitar that would have been played by Andy
2: Sneed? All right. So look, there are a couple of different ways you can do it. One is backing tracks, which I think is a dreadful idea if it's something that is normally performed and felt by a human in the band. If it's synthesizers from your record that were already kind of programmed on the record, you're one of those modern metal bands. It's like Sabaton? Play, yeah, Sabaton even. <laughs> it's kind of fair play. I think Sabaton used to, way too many backtracks, but that's way, a different story. Way too many. That's a different story, but uh, yeah, you can do that. You can also have a, something called like Pitch in your guitar because he already splits the signal that they always do with the big shots. So it splits. You can take one of the signals and you can pitch shift it so that it will play a harmony. And it can even be a, oh, non, really? a non-static harmony. It can even move in terms of keys. You tell them it's in the key of E minor. It can move differently for different notes. So you can hmm. play all those kind of harmonies, but it's not going to sound the same. Mm. It's a fabrication of, of what it is, but you could do that, and he's probably going to do that. He's got a good guitar take, I'm sure.
1: Isn't that a lot to ask of Richie? I mean, the guy just came up a heart attack, or you know, a <laughs> <laughs> i order or whatever it was. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: Definitely from his guitar take, Melissa. He's going to have a, a you know a double duty, you could say. So that's the other way he can do it. The other way is just to play and don't care about it. But I don't think they're going to do that because it's a big show, mm. and people want the full melody. So I'm sure they're going to do a technical wizardry type solution, which is not. To just answer your question quickly, it's not going to replace a guitarist.
3: Yeah, as much as I hate the idea of backing, tr- uh, of a, as much as I hate the idea of a four piece, like one guitar version of Judas Priest, I would take that over backing tracks of guitar like that's horrible
2: but it could well be that too you know well, why don't but, they
3: replace both guitar players yeah. with backing tracks and we can all just like <laughs> yeah, <we can> just, <laughs> just go and watch a movie of judas priest in a theater like just put screaming for vengeance on yeah, exactly <laughs> At that point.
1: it's not that it's not a live show anymore then you're like you know you're like going to uh, one of those uh, edm bands or whatever it is or edm uh, shows
0: or a Dio but, uh, yeah. a Dio hologram
2: but i, I would yeah. guess n- no guitar on the backtrack i would guess they will so do a solution with the tech and with Richie I would guess but that's just my guess you know
0: well, I have another point here to make as well so if anyone you know anyone who's ever seen Judas Priest live or even watched a live DVD or even a video of Judas Priest live it was always KK and Glenn or else Richie and Glenn, or else uh, Richie and Andy doing the dual headbanging. And that's the signature yep. visual right. that Judas right. Priest presents yep. to you on a live show. It's two guitarists in unison right. headbanging with one another, usually with, usually with Ian Hill on the other side of the stage, doing the same headbanging in unison. How are they going to replicate that when they only have one guitarist on stage? It does that's, not make sense. They're using the Chewbacca defense. That does not
1: make <laughs> sense.
2: And it's so much more important than all the technical mumbo jumbo I was just going through. This is way more important because this touches every single fan. You don't even have to know what is the guitar, but you know that headbang and you know the concept of the band. So I think your point is maybe more important than even the sonic point of things. Just destroying the the concept of the band in a way, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. So, Nesbitt, you haven't seen Judas Priest in concert before, but you obviously have watched them on video and, and that type of thing. And you were looking forward to seeing them. Like, I, I feel bad for you having to witness them if there's only one guitarist headbanging. And it's not even in unison. It's just one guitarist. Like, that, that, That's that's shit. That's not <laughs> Judas Priest.
3: Yeah, I know. Well I, was, I saw that announcement today and I was like, damn that's it. <laughs> it was my one chance to like... <laughs> see I Paris. feel like
1: it just keeps getting Finally. more and more watered down. Like, Judas Priest just keeps getting more and more watered down. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like Leonard Skinner, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's. I don't know, man. It's just not the way to go out with fifty. You know, fifty. You're supposed to be celebrating fifty years.
0: So then, let me uh, turn the conversation towards KK Downing. You famously quit Judas Priest back in 2011. They were about to head on out onto their head out on the highway onto their uh, their retirement tour, the Epitaph tour, and In advance of that, K.K. Downing decided to quit the band and he had Mm -hmm. lingering issues with Glenn Tipton. He had lingering issues with Jane Andrews, the manager who was involved romantically with Glenn Tipton. Uh, And he had lingering issues in general with the whole direction and management of the band. Seemingly, if you've read his autobiography back as far as Mm the 1990s, at least. Um, So... I'd like to ask maybe, let's say, Melissa, how, how do you feel about the KK Downing situation and in general about his repeated pleas in the press for them to rehire him as a guitarist when he definitely quit himself?
1: Right. He definitely quit. He definitely quit. And yeah, he's got buyer's remorse. And I, you know, I feel like it's just like a, it's like a standoff. It's like they're mad at him and he's mad at them and, and they're going, yeah, well, you quit and now you want to come back so we're not going to let you. And it's almost childish. And it's like, it's been, if you're going to do this tour, this 50 years, everybody's old, you know, sick, etc. just get your shit together, go out there and give the fans what they want. And then you can make all the. You're going to make tons of money. You're going to make tons of, if they brought KK back, they'd make tons of money.
3: Mm. You guys think that's even an option?
0: So go ahead, Nesbitt. What do you think about that?
3: Do you guys think that's even an option that after everything that's gone on, that he would possibly mm. be coming back? Of course.
0: I I would like to present the case of Guns N' Roses where Axl Rose back in as recently as 2012 said, uh, when questioned in an interview about the the original lineup of Guns N' Roses reuniting, somebody asked him if Slash would ever return to the band and he said, Slash is like a cancer, better removed. And they asked him then if Guns N' Roses would ever play a a gig together with Slash again. He said, not in this lifetime. Now, fast forward four years and Slash is Mm -hmm. back in... Slash is back in Guns N' Roses and yep. they're calling the tour that was like one of the biggest grossing tours ever in the history of music. They're calling it not in this lifetime. So if Axel Rose, who called Slash a cancer and the members of Judas Priest have never said anything as inflammatory about one another as that if Axl Rose can call Slash a cancer and for Slash still to reconcile with him and him still to return to the band and for them still to go on a successful world tour can KK Downing not return to Judas Priest when all that's really happened in the press is bickering Jonathan I'm going to direct that question as you
2: well I think about two people I think about Richie Blackmore first because Mm. that's another discussion is he ever going to perform with Deep Purple and he doesn't clearly say no but the guys in Purple say no it's mm. not going to happen. It, it doesn't seem so. They're way older, or not way older, but 10 years, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So that's even less likely. And then I'm thinking about your friend, Mick Wall. It's all about the money, Fergal. <laughs> it's all about the money. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about this, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I'm thinking this is going to get complicated. You know, I'm not an expert in you know private economics. It's probably a lot of weird shit happening behind the scenes in terms of contracts and whatever, mm-hmm. because clearly it'd be a good move uh, in terms of publicity to go back with KK you know the original lineup and whatnot is, is pretty much the original lineup I, guess, I don't know who drums these days but Scott drums oh yeah then there you go it's pretty much the original
1: yeah he's been there forever
2: yeah so clearly it'd be a good move uh, they must probably hate it, each other or there, it's about this my friend <laughs> it's either or you know either it's a really deep
1: oh, they hate each other so they, they're in separate hotels they come separately i mean everybody uh, does uh-huh. it i mean it's not like a band like It used Uh to be where they're all in one hotel room and they're all in a van together. It's not like that anymore. It's a job. It's a business.
3: Yeah, But they already have this tour, which is like hugely successful. It's not like they're in a lull and they're going to bring KK back and all of a sudden ticket sales are going to go crazy. Like, do they really need... It could be a good.
2: It'd be a good move, but I'm I'm with you too. It may it'd be, be a great move, move, I think. For yeah, think. most for symbolic values, maybe if you're right, maybe it wouldn't really change the economic situation too much, but symbolically, it would be great, right?
3: Oh, I think it would be great. Yeah, I believe they are
0: playing smaller venues though. Yeah. two
1: thousand five hundred
0: to five thousand seaters, yeah. for example, rather than you know potentially ten thousand seaters. If 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 in some way they could market this as a reunion. Or um, like, for example, if they could get KK Downing and Glenn Tipton out on the stage together to play Breaking the Law, which theoretically could happen because K- or Glenn has proven he is capable of playing Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight and the, the simpler songs. If they could get those two out on the stage, as I said, headbanging in unison, that is, to me, that's a moneymaker. That's, a, that's kind of like yep. a shift from a theater to an arena. Like yep. as fickle as the metal audience is, I think they're fickle enough. like Sorry, I phrased that wrong. But like as because as, discerning as the metal audience is, I think they're also fickle enough to go, shit, KK and, and Glenn are back together. Right, so do you
3: think that this whole four-piece four, four piece priest announcement is just kind of to buy time for an announcement of them bringing the two of them back on stage together?
2: That's too smart. That's too smart. But maybe. <laughs> It'd be very good
3: if it was. <laughs> They're gonna bring my expectations way yeah. down before yeah, they bring them down. way up again. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: a good idea. It's too good.
0: Let me read some tweets. So uh, I posted out on my Twitter page at Feckin Metal at excuse me. At Metal Cast earlier on. I said, I know there was a gallon of bad blood under the bridge, and KK Downing is likely never coming back. But Judas Priest as a four-piece, that's not right. So some of the replies I got. Caveman Ninja said, Wow, that's a, thumb down, a thumbs down from me. Uncle Steve said, I agree with the comment. Not that I made a statement, but anyway, he said, I agree with the comment. Now is the time to sort it all out with KK. He was in the band for 40 years. Yeah. Um, Tain of the Wood said, Enough's enough, lads. Time to mend those fences with KK. Life's too short for grudges anyway. Fetty Mish said, just bury the hatchet and bring KK back. Judas as a four-piece makes no sense. We all want KK, so just do it. Mr. President said, I think Richie was doing most of the solo work over the last few years anyway, but it seems weird to put more on his plate so soon after what happened, the heart attack, obviously. Risky George, that's George from the Metal Chat podcast, said, I wonder how they're going to pull it off. Back in tracks, there's got to be some kind of rhythm guitar, even if Richie is doing every lead. Um Somebody else said, uh, Jason said it doesn't sit well at all. Chris Spice says it's got to be the ultimate wind up, hasn't it? This is my favorite comment, actually. He says it's got to be the ultimate wind up, hasn't it? KK will be screwing. And then I had a, a diagonal smiley face. They said, for the record, I don't think it's a good move. Priest is a twin guitar band and they need to stay that way. And then, uh, Enjoy said the Priest sound is built on twin leads, it's their signature. Just as much as Halford's vocals. How can they possibly pull this off live and not sound watered down?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is there a
3: chance that they're going to bring KK back? They'll have Downing tipped it <laughs> on stage. Richie Faulkner is going to stay, and then they're going to go three guitars for part of the show. I'll, like, well, Maiden be the slash Leonard Skinner, that kind of thing. Love be the best. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: That's going to be great. <laughs> I,
3: don't,
0: I don't actually want to go rooting into the replies, to the replies, to the replies of that, because there's a lot of replies. But somebody did mention that uh, this is an open invitation to KK to come back, or it's setting the stage for KK to come back. Or it's like basically... They're coming out there and saying we're a four-piece band, which is ludicrous. Which we've all agreed upon in the in the opening few minutes of this podcast conversation. And is is it kind of is it, it is it setting the stage for KK to come back? And uh, I don't know who wants to answer that. Melissa, how, how do you feel?
1: Uh, yeah, it would be great if it was. I mean, I hope that that's that that's that that's the deal. Maybe um, KK's priest could open for Judas Priest, and uh, we could just get a double bill there, right?
3: Well, in a way. In a way, saying saying that they're like a four piece now, it's kind of like them getting on the record that they don't need him, mm. so that it looks like they're doing him a favor when they take him back. Yep. Whereas, yeah. if they reached out to him and said, like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's the way of like saving face by getting him back in the band by saying we're a four piece, but we decided, to, okay, okay, well, you can come back.
1: But here's what I don't understand: is why in the first place did they just? I mean, because obviously it wasn't Andy's decision. That's what I don't understand. Like, why would they, unless there is some talks behind the scenes that we don't know about that Andy doesn't know about that maybe some people have been in communication.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? It strikes me as quite familiar to the time where Ripper Owens still felt he was in Priest. I remember reading Classic Rock magazine at the time, right? This is back in 2000, late 2002, early 2003. And Rob Halford took it to the point where he made a statement on his official website. He's like, I am not a member of Judas Priest and I have no intention of ever being a member of Judas Priest mm-hmm. in the future. That. And very shortly after that, he was lo and behold, a member of Judas Priest. Tim, yeah. Tim Owens was gone and they were planning their uh, reunited world tour and, and they were back out on the road. I'd say within within 12 months of that statement by Rob Halford, which I read in the music press, which was a thing that used to exist back 15 years ago, 18 years ago. And, uh, within about 12 months of that statement, they were back out on the road touring with Rob Halford. So it's like a band can say the most extreme, let's reference the cancer statement again. They can say the most extreme thing in the world. They can say the most opposite thing in the world, but 12 months later, the exact opposite. And they're like the, the most unexpected thing can happen. And it's happened time and again, in fact, actually.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I've seen a press release by Iron Maiden, uh, where they're completely denying rumors of Bruce Dickinson coming back in the band. Yes. Right. Yeah. And yes. Immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They already knew, but they want to, you know, they want their timing in terms of when to release news. They don't want it out of their control. So that's why they're denying. So
0: I'm going to do around the table here. I'm going to start with Nesbitt, go to Jonathan then Melissa. Nesbitt, do you think KK Downing is going to rejoin Judas Priest in the next 12 months?
3: I didn't, but, after what we've said now i think maybe maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so nesbitt's on defense John- i was
3: i was a, i put it at 0% when we started this call and now i'm thinking maybe like maybe 60%
0: okay so you're wow. veering towards the fact that he might jonathan what do you think?
3: barely yeah barely uh,
2: i don't think he's going to rejoin uh, but if he did that would be such a move <laughs> if it was actually a move and this was a distraction that would be really cool but i don't think so now
3: Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm going to see them in a few months. Exactly. I, really yeah, I, root you, I root for you, bit. I really do root for you.
1: I'm, I'm with Nesbitt. I kind of like, I, I didn't think so. But now the more you kind of think about it, it's just like, I feel like there's just like stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about that. I don't think it would surprise me. Let's put it that way.
0: Mm. Okay. I'm going to ask you another question here then. KK often talks about his two retirement letters. He sent one retirement letter and he was very gracious and he was very, you know, uh, polite to the members of Judas Priest. And then later on, he sent a second retirement letter and he was really angry. And this comes up in every single interview that KK Downing does. And people often online are like, KK, why do you still keep talking about the Mm -hmm. two retirement letters? Why do you still keep talking about the fact that blah, blah, blah? And what I was going to say is that obviously he gets asked these questions by interviewers and personally, and I did ask him to come on my show, but he didn't respond. Personally, if I had KK Downing on Feckin' Metal, I would ask him the same questions as well. I might try to be a bit more creative about them somehow, but I would probably still get to the same point of, you know, you quit and now you want to come back. Right. Do you think that KK Downing constantly talking about this, do you think he should just say no comment to these questions? Or how do you yeah. think K- KK Downing should do with this? Melissa, go ahead.
1: I have said this. I said this on my podcast, and I talked about KK's new new album. I said, you know, if you're going to have this new album, you're going to have this new band, then I don't want to hear any more about Boohoo and about Judas Priest. If it's over, it's over. Move on. And, yes, I know everybody keeps asking him about it. But, you know, he, one of the reasons why everybody keeps asking is because he keeps answering. so I mean if he just was like you know what that's in the past now I'm going to talk about my new band I'm excited about my new band I want to talk about my new album you know what I mean and kind of try to veer the conversation people do that all the time right they they veer the conversation to what they want to talk about
0: sure okay so Jonathan sorry you're going to say something there
2: yeah I think he actually keeps answering and he's not veering the conversation because he wants to give those replies too Mm -hmm. because cynically looking at it it's not that big anymore so he needs headlines in Blabbermouth. He needs headlines in uh, Loudwire, etc. So he keeps replying blah 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 about priests, hoping there's another Blabbermouth post, which which there will be. So I think he's just he's just a bit small at this time. It's sad to say, but I think he's a bit small. So he wants to have these this buzz around him, even though it's repeating. It's ridiculous. He knows it is, yeah. but he needs it.
0: So do you think he's kind of happily answering these questions, kind of like? all I, well, I don't know if, he, if he's even pretending he doesn't like answering, but do you think he's happy to feel these questions constantly because it gives him publicity?
2: No, I don't think he's happy to do it. I think he's doing it more cynically out of, you know, management, and et cetera. That is telling him that keep the buzz up, you know, keep the buzz okay. up, kiddo. You're not selling that much because he's not. I don't think okay. he is.
0: And then, uh, Nesbo, what do you think about that? The, the constant references to Judas Priest in KK Downing's interviews?
3: yeah, well, you always hear of people that when they go solo and a lot of times they don't want to talk about their past band, they want to talk about their new project. And he's not that at all. So hmm. it's almost like he doesn't want to let it go. It's constantly you know,
0: so so do you think like like Jonathan said, do you think it's a cynical thing or do you think it's like a wistful thing where he can't let go of the fact that he's in Judas priest?
2: Maybe both, actually, not. To
0: say.
3: yeah. And if he kind of says, like, no more Judas Priest questions, then no one's going to want to talk to him, really. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I mean, Richie's not talking about Purple. You know, and Danzig refused to talk about Misfits. There are many examples of this. Yeah. If they are big enough, I think they can afford to say no. But if they're not, maybe they can't afford to say no. They need...
3: Yeah, but KK's new band's not Danzig. Exactly. We... <laughs> it's much smaller than Danzig. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere
2: near as good. <laughs>
0: yeah, I <know. laughs> All right, So so So, Nesbeth, then, what did you think of K- KK's Priest's album?
3: Um, well, I don't really know what to say about it other than I listened to it through once and had no real desire to go back and listen to it more. I think one of the singles I listened to a few times, but
2: I thought it was pretty good what I've heard.
3: I haven't yeah. heard the whole thing, but I thought it was pretty good. You know. But it wasn't anything that I really well. had a desire to go back and really dig. You into know,
1: it. I listened to it quite a bit because I reviewed it on my podcast. But to be honest with you, since then, I haven't really listened to it. So I don't know what mm. that tells you, right? -hmm. I haven't revisited it.
0: All right, then. um, And let's discuss Andy Sneep being a guitarist in Judas Priest. Melissa, seeing as you just spoke there, how did you feel when you heard that Andy Sneep was going to be the new live guitar player in Judas Priest? He had previously just produced the Firepower album, but now all of a sudden he's going to be playing on stage with them?
1: I thought it was a little bit strange. I mean, he's been in other bands, right? But he's not really he's not a guitarist right we I guess he is a guitarist but I mean he's not like a guitarist like we think of he's not like a performer so it did seem like a kind of a weird fit and I really felt like that was really temporary like I didn't even think he was going to be in it as long as he has been I really kind of thought this was like get them over the hump type of thing get them over the hump till they kissed and made up with KK or get them over the hump until they found a uh, an actual performer replacement so I didn't think he was going to be in the band as long as he did but I did see him and and he did like i said he did a good job i mean he's not a bad guitarist he's not like i said he's not mesmerizing on stage he's not you know he's not really a a, a performer mm. that's not really what he did what he is you know but he's sure. he's definitely a competent musician
0: sure okay jonathan
2: yeah i knew he was a good guitarist so i wasn't worried about that i was thinking he's got short hair <laughs> that was when he, when he <laughs> joined the band that's not gonna work out and then it kind of worked out but i felt you know I, w- I would sort of echo what Melissa said. He's not a stage man, you know. There's the difference between a stage man man and a musician. He's definitely a musician, and I knew he was up to up to snuff guitar-wise, so no worries yeah. there. And uh, he knows the band inside out, he, uh, all of that, you know. But I felt it was maybe it's more of that late career type move in a way. It doesn't feel it's not a cool move to me. It's, it's cool if you bring out the kid from the street or something, you know, promising mm-hmm. kid. That's a cool move, like Ozzy did early '80s. Uh, I mean I don't know if he was on the street but you get what I mean someone new someone interesting to bring in like this producer that clearly can do it it mm. wasn't exciting to me but it was fair enough kind of deal and I wish he still would be on stage with them now yeah okay that um, was a pretty good deal
0: okay good stuff okay look I think we've touched on that topic enough I'm going to finish it up just by talking about the 50 Heavy Metal Years tour has anyone seen Judas Priest on this tour?
1: no because they keep kicking it down the road I'm my date is now April 4th
0: okay yeah. uh, i i originally bought tickets to see ozzy osbourne back in dublin and i think in 2019 i think it was and mm. judas priest were supposed to be supporting and i think even back then it was billed as the 50 heavy mm. 50 years heavy metal tour whatever the fuck it is um and that's been postponed and postponed again till 2023 personally i don't think i'm ever going to see that um but in general uh it's been kind of it's made the headlines they played a lot of Deep cuts, they had they played a lot of songs they've never played before. They even played the song Rockerola from the yeah. debut album Rockerola, which I think they'd only played a handful of times ever before. Yeah. So I mean
1: something looks, looks great.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. like I think despite all of the negative press about Judas Priest, I think they've been doing some quite positive things and quite progressive things that a lot of bands of their vintage don't do. Yeah. And that's digging into their back catalogue and playing songs and challenging themselves to play songs that they haven't played in maybe 40 years or even more.
2: Well, yeah, no, they've been very impressive in general. Firepower was impressive too. And what, what Halford can do at this age is impressive. So it's kind of weird to see them flush it up, down a bit. So it must be some solid reasoning behind this, you know, mm. doing that. And the 50 years of Meta, yeah, I, I saw them in the early 2000s actually which was, uh, it was, it was good, but I was also too young to really get it. You know, had it been Maiden or something, I would have been completely uh, focused on that. Uh, and I was, well, I was focused on being 17 as well, <laughs> whatever that, whatever that includes, but uh, I have seen them.
0: It's a nice, it's a nice kind of way to tie it together. Like had it been Maiden, I think Iron Maiden manages their private shit a lot better than Judas so well. Priest yeah. does unless, um, but maybe I'll throw that over to you. Like Judas Priest's, Dirty Laundry has been out in public uh, and you've obviously done an Iron Maiden podcast that's documented the entire career of Iron Maiden. How do you feel like Judas Priest manages their dirty laundry compared to Iron Maiden where we never really hear anything about them?
3: Yeah, Iron Maiden, they tend to like, you don't see all the stuff that happens behind the scenes and you might I hear think. about some of it afterwards. This stuff <laughs> seems like it's very sloppy and Judas Priest yeah. just seems like it's all <laughs> this out there. That's and, right. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. the people, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just, Iron Maiden mess. seems very clean. And they have it's like a this, fucking this, mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Iron Maiden seems like they have this clean history that they all kind of agree they're going to like go along with. Mm. Even if you find out afterwards, a lot of it, some of yeah, it's. Or not even when Janik
2: fell, you know, Janik injured himself. They could easily have done shows with, with the, you know, the old duo. And maybe some yeah, of the yeah. fans would have liked that. But of course they didn't. You know, of course the band now includes Janik. They're very firm about this lineup that they've been doing for yeah. uh, but
1: is that because- long,
2: 22 years, you know.
1: Go oh, ahead, Melissa. Because- is that because they have uh, like Rod and Steve, like they have better, like they have better management than Judas priest that the I management so. doesn't say everybody needs to just shut the fuck up.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that that's,
1: cause I think Rod would not allow anybody to be running their mouth.
3: Right. I, I think that's very true for like maiden because I remember me and Josh were in the uh, brew. We were at the brewery when we were in Manchester and uh we the guy that was there the brewmaster at the brewery we kind of asked him we we're like can we ask you a couple of questions for the podcast and immediately he was like hold on a second and he had to go make a phone call and he came back and he was like i'm not allowed to talk to you mm. yeah. so like that's that's just a guy that works at the brewery making yeah. beer related to iron maiden like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not true. sure what i'm supposed to say i'm talk to <laughs> a publicist
0: great. first do you <laughs> know what my overall my overall point was i think judas priests are as um, probably as revered a heavy metal band, and maybe even more important than Iron Maiden because they came before them. But they okay. seem like they seem like a far looser operation. That extends to the information that leaks to the public, the dirty laundry airing in person or sorry in public. But it also it also kind of um bleeds into. Like, they're looser in that they'll change their set list up every night. So, like, I think with Judas Priest, you don't really know what to expect with them. It's like a member could disappear, uh, whatever. They'll cut off a singer They won't play this old singer songs. There'll be all this clandestine backroom shite. And like, it'll be in the, it'll be in the public domain, but it won't be. But then they'll also do things like they'll like, they'll throw in songs from 40 years ago and all that stuff. Like Iron Maiden just do not do that. There's just a much more clean cut, like streamlined operation. It's like, this is the set list you're getting. That's it. This is the information you're getting. That's it. Judas Priest, it's like, it's, it's all out
3: there. Yeah. Well, Iron Maiden is huge. And it's almost like you're dealing with this huge corporation you are meetings (laughs) you are are, yeah Yeah. and there's meetings and everything's set out ahead of time and it's all regimented and controlled and you would think that judas priest is equally as big yeah but it doesn't it seems like you're almost talking about some guys like band it's so yeah
2: they're always slipping a bit i always felt like they were the bad luck guys you know they had bad luck even like in the early days they had to try different sounds you know first the rock and roll sound and
3: as big as priest is it seems like there's not that control it seems almost kind of like more amateur as far as like how they present themselves oh, yeah
2: <laughs> complete complete yeah
0: it, it does seem a bit sloppier with priest doesn't it yeah
2: yeah slipping you're slipping boy <laughs> <laughs>
3: which is weird because you know i think sabbath and priest like ahead of maiden those are two you know the biggest metal bands and right. Even I'd say priest is even more. If you're talking about the history of heavy metal, I would put priest above maiden.
1: Oh, absolutely. And but then you then got this, Metallica,
2: but Metallica is on the other side of, of everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I would put them up there too, but like a huge, huge. As far as important, yeah, probably the biggest metal band. But yeah, there's just something about the, I don't know, it seems like sloppy is the right word. It's like, yeah.
2: well, I think that's what warrants this whole conversation, really. It's, it, that's what warrants it. It's just like, what's going on? A quartet? what the hell uh, it, leaned up (laughs) lean and powerful (laughs) what the fuck
0: we would never be having this conversation about iron maiden if they if they lost a guitarist for whatever reason they would have somebody in or else they would end the band like it would be a clean thing it'd be like adrian has died iron maiden is over or it would be like adrian has died we're getting adrian's son in tomorrow to replace and he's probably already um,
3: been practicing with them for like the last two years on a retainer, you know what
2: I mean? I'm... <laughs> I have to say it. This ties it all together. He's rumored to be Richie Faulkner. He's rumored to be that guy
0: to replace Adrian.
2: No, any guitarist in Maiden, but that's a rumor. Oh, I
3: heard that one? Based on sorry, no,
2: from no, where, I just from... heard a rumor. It's a rumor. It's a hearsay. I heard it that uh, from... Richie Faulkner and he, he he put all these. I don't remember. For I'm not a journalist like you. He, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he put up all these videos with him playing guitar, also together oh, with Joe yeah, Lazarus, the rumor oh, drummer. Yeah, he did do that, but this, yeah. this is a, a vague rumor. It's just funny to bring it up now because he's the only guitarist left on stage in prison, and had to have to go and replace someone he made, and it just shows yeah. that they're so much bigger.
1: No, you are having a heart attack? He can't. He can't do everything.
3: <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> right. I, I do think it's funny that he like had this huge heart attack on stage and almost died, and then he he's like, "Okay, I'm back," and he's like, "And you have twice as much work."
2: <laughs> Nailing painkiller. <laughs> that
0: is.
3: That's like the most
0: fucking like. I don't know how to say
2: it. it it's like... very metal, very metal. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. Are they going
1: to pay him more if he's going to have to do double duty?
3: Uh, Probably the not.
2: The should get more, but I don't think anyone's getting more. Uh, that, that's a hard question. That's completely under sealed.
0: I, Maybe, Maybe, actually, I don't remember who mentioned it earlier, but maybe they are actually cutting costs, and the whole operation is losing money, and they're like, we can't afford an extra
2: guitarist. Could be as bad, but that would be so sad if it was true
1: i was listening to eddie trunk um before just before i came on with you guys and he was talking about that and he was saying you know most of the time if they if they dump somebody it's usually money related
2: it's the most common these days yeah yeah
0: i don't know like i mean i i just i I would struggle to believe at this stage of their career like when they probably have their budgets like planned out to the nth degree even though they are sloppy but like you know like budgeting and, and doing gigs and live gigs and all that type of stuff is it's, it's 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 probably easier to plan that they all of a sudden, when it was previously announced that they were going to have Andy Sneak, they all of a sudden had to decide to drop him.
2: That—that yeah. That is yeah. the
0: strangest part of this
2: whole thing, yeah, no. unheard of. I'm it is unheard of. of. It's yeah, like it, it's unheard of. of Bad like yeah, <laughs> to
0: like go out as a five piece, and then it's continue. absolutely
2: unprecedented. I've never heard of anything like this. Like, last minute, someone gets fired, and he's also coming out saying, I wish I was playing with them and I could have worked it in. Yeah, it must be a money thing, but it's still, yeah, it's unprecedented.
1: It is kind of weird though, that they would like fire him from being the guitarist, but not fire him from being the producer, right? He's too yeah.
0: deep into that, all right. Um. That was an excellent conversation. I'm gonna draw a line under it there. Yep, that um, was fun. I love they... talking to all of you. <laughs> maybe they last you want to they say they their
3: shirt on that 40 CD box set and they're trying to like cut costs now? <laughs> 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 Nobody
1: want to spend $700 or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's gonna okay, do okay. it for this chat. I thank all of you for joining. And uh, yeah, that's, that's that's been great. Thank you very
2: much.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Thanks
2: a lot, Virgil.
0: All right, so that was Nesbitt from Talking Maiden and the Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast. That was Melissa from Metal Chat with Melissa. And that was Jonathan from Maiden A to Z. And if you haven't listened to all of those podcasts, I strongly advise you do and that's really gonna do it for this episode of feckin metal as i said it was kind of an ad hoc thing it was an impromptu thing and i managed to round up all of those people to discuss a topic that was very timely and very newsworthy um but if you'd like to contact me you can contact me on at feckin metal cast you can contact me at feckin'metal at gmail.com or you can contact the feckin checkin podcast network on facebook and that's going to do it for this episode of feckin metal and i will see you next time